0: Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Why is the front line to protect the integrity of the U.S. presidential election in Springfield, Illinois, in a strip mall right next to a Chuck E. Cheese? Joining us with the answer is Karthike Marotra, Bloomberg News legal reporter. So Karthike, what's located in that Illinois strip mall?
1: The Illinois State Board of Elections. This is the uh, agency that helps counties run their elections in Illinois, and this is also the agency that was hacked in June 2016, ahead of the 2016 presidential election by uh, Russian operatives uh, seeking ways to uh, infiltrate U.S. um, election systems. They had accessed the state's voter registration database and downloaded at least 72,000 files of uh, Illinois voters. They were unable to alter them. But the question going forward is, did they learn something while they were in there? To influence 2020
0: so what is illinois trying to do to secure the elections in the future
1: so the federal government gave states their share of 380 million dollars in 2018 uh, along with some of their own money they have uh, acquired uh these sensors and software from the federal government to to detect malicious intrusions They have hired these nine cyber navigators, these are uh, tech experts who have been deployed to different pockets of the state to ensure that those counties without IT resources have some sort of uh, opportunity to check their systems. They also have the National Guard on speed dial. Uh, The National Guard in the state will descend on any counties on election night that fear they have been hacked. Uh, That's that's their front line.
0: So election security is a state by state concern. Are some states more concerned than others?
1: All states are concerned. All states seem to be doing what they believe are in their voters' interests. The question is, do all states have comparable resources to Uh, rebuild their systems or ensure that their vulnerabilities are patched ahead of uh, 2020. And we know that some of the poorest states are swing states. We know that some of the uh, least resource states are the ones where if you are able to um, influence votes, you can affect the outcome.
0: And... As far, it seems like money is a huge obstacle here for all the states because in your story, I mean, the amounts of money needed to secure these systems is a lot.
1: That's right. Uh, so the Brennan Center uh, released a report right after the story was published saying that states in the next five years will need at least $2.2 billion to uh, shore up their systems, they have way short uh, of that. In, in Illinois alone, the uh, one of two states that we know was hacked in 2016, they say they need 175 million dollars to prepare for 2020. They've got uh, 13 from the federal government and five of their own going forward. Now, resources are a major issue. Uh, the amount of money necessary to buy new voting machines to rebuild registration networks or just to shore them up um, requires a, a large chunk of change. And then to hire qualified uh, tech experts. I mean, states are effectively competing with Silicon Valley to, to get the top minds to come protect this central uh, tenant of American democracy with both hands tied behind their back because they simply don't have the resources to compete with Facebook and Twitter.
0: And, and Mitch McConnell, Senate Majority Leader, would not put up for a vote uh, any bills for more money for the states or for election security. Karthike, what's the greatest concern of election security experts about 2020? Is it software? Is it old machines? Is, the, is there one huge concern?
1: Yes. Uh, you know, you can you can do everything you can to shore up your back door uh, and ensure uh, you know who's in your system and, and responding to it. The biggest issue for election security right now is actually disinformation. It's the ability to not just change votes, but to change minds on social media. And and solutions to that are uh, still being debated. And, and I think they're working with social media companies to try to find a remedy. But uh, the hardware issue is one that if there was enough money, you could try to start solving. Uh, the question of disinformation is another one that, uh, that folks are, are very much concerned about.
0: And as far as Illinois, I understand from your story that they were at odds with DHS over how successful Russian hackers actually were. So in about a minute and a half, explain the problems there.
1: Sure. So what Illinois says happened is that in the middle of June of 2016, Russian hackers accessed their voter registration database because of a vulnerability in that system. They found a back door that was unlocked. They got in and they started downloading files. Uh, And over the course of three weeks, they did it quietly and accessed uh, a major, major section of the voter registration database. Once they had accomplished what they saw, to accomplish says the state they inundated the system they basically waved their hand up and said we're here we've been here we want you to know we're here and now we're shutting down the voter registration database and and illinois then took action to patch up the vulnerability and uh and said that look russia didn't have permission to actually change anything they didn't acquire the rights to write over the files they could only read them The Senate intelligence report uh, a couple of weeks ago said that uh, they could have done a lot more. They didn't, and we don't know why. And that remains sort of the um, discrepancy between the federal government and the state, and to the extent that Illinois knows exactly what happened is a question.
0: There's so much more to talk about here. Thanks so much. That's Karké Marotra, Bloomberg News legal reporter. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.